Hi, hello. Welcome to the episode of Isaiah's Newsstand. It's your host, Isaiah Edwards. The date is February the 11th, 2024. Hopefully this episode finds you well in good spirits and high hopes. As for me, I'm doing pretty good. It's been a Sunday fun day so far. Uh, let's see. Uh, last night, I wound up going out. And that was fun. Did a little north side hang. So, you know, the usual kind of situation. I uh, went to Dar es Salaam and got some shawarma and fried plantains. And I don't know what they were. Once again, like kind of referencing the fire incident. But they were like kind of like those fritters. Except they were just like all bread and um, kind of like had like a sweetness to them. Like almost like sweet savory kind of mixy kind of situation. So it was a good meal. I was well fed. And let's see here. Uh, then I did some grocery shopping today. So yeah, I've been pretty active, you know, this, in this little cycle of time since we last talked. Uh, but yeah, um, is there anything else to really update you on? No, not really. Uh, let me go ahead and do my startup. And then we'll get into some news. All right. Um, our first uh, story comes from what is this outlet? I'm not sure. It looks like NBC Two. Uh, might be mistaken on that, but um, two dead, three survivors in jet crash on I-75 in Collier County. Let's see here. According to the Federal Aviation Administration or the FAA. A Bombardier Challenger 600 jet crashed on I-75 near Naples at around 3.21. Five people were reportedly on board. As of 4.40, the Collier County Sheriff's Office has confirmed two fatalities. Uh, Officials said three people survived the crash. On Saturday... CCSGO, or I'm sorry, not CCSGO, um, CCSO released the names and identities of the five passengers on board. Two people who were killed have been tentatively identified as pilot Edward Daniel Murphy, 50, uh, of Oakland Park, Florida, and second-in-command Frederick Hoffman, 65, of Pompano, 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 uh, Pompano Beach, Florida. The three survivors of the crash are crew members Sydney, or the three survivors of the crash are crew members Sydney and Bossman's, 27, Jupiter, Florida, and passengers Aaron Baker, 35, and Endura Green. 23 both of columbus ohio um let's see and they said like uh two vehicles a 2015 chevrolet silverado pickup and a 2023 nissan armada suv i think were kind of uh damaged yeah they were damaged but i don't know if anyone was like injured outside of a truck driver who was uh, 48 years old 
who suffered minor injuries and was transported to an area hospital. Um, and then uh, the three females in the SUV were not injured. So that's good. Uh, but yeah, I mean, the crash definitely seemed really intense. Uh, like looking at the footage, especially when it was like on fire, I think they yeah they actually have uh, like a little bit of video of it, but I don't know if like if it actually happening. Uh, let's see, the jet was appro- approximately two hundred fifty feet in the air when it crashed. It did not run out of fuel. Air traffic controller said fi- the fire was from the fuel. The jet was cleared to make an emergency landing and was less than a minute away from landing on the runway when it crashed. Uh, in audio, the air traffic control, uh, the pilot can be heard calling an emergency. The pilot said they lost both engines and were two miles away from the Naples airport before saying they would not be able to make it. Um, so, I mean, still that, that's very heroic work from the pilot, you know, in the second in command co-pilot, uh, being like, Hey, you know, clearly we're in a bad situation, but we got to try to do the best we can to, you know, try to preserve as much life as we can. So I think definitely that is, um, you know, something to be noted. Um, if there is any more details from this, you know, I'll try to, you know, keep you updated. Uh, sadly there's, you know, kind of an, another, you know, uh, aviation disaster uh, from CNN. Nigerian bank CEO and family among six people killed in California helicopter crash, officials say. The CEO of a major Nigerian bank, along with his wife and son, were among six people killed in a helicopter crash in the Mojave Desert near the California based or the California Nevada border late Friday night. Access Bank Chief Executive Herbert uh, Wigave um, died in the crash. Uh, the bank confirmed in a statement on X. Uh, Wigave's wife and son and the former group chairman of the Nigeria Stock Exchange, Mbola Ugambanjo, were also killed in the crash. Uh, World Trade Organization Director General Nagazi Okonjo-Ilawala said in a post on X. Authorities said both of the helicopter pilots were also killed. The chartered Airbus EC-130 helicopter was flying from Palm Springs to California. Oh, also the flight, it was flying from Ohio to Florida in the other um, article. Figured I'd mention that while I'm thinking about it. Sorry. Uh, let's see. But um, it was flying from Palm Springs, California to Boulder City, Nevada, just outside Las Vegas, according to the National Transportation Safety Board member Michael Graham. Uh, the aircraft, which was operated by California-based charter company Orbic Air, took off at around 8.45 p- uh, p.m. PT and crashed just after 10 p.m near Interstate 15 in Holloran Springs, California. The helicopter caught fire on impact, uh, citing witness reports. Witnesses also reported rain and wintry mix when the crash happened. Um, but they're still not sure exactly what was the cause of it, and I think that's still going to be like you know under investigation. Um, obviously, you know this is very devastating. Um, 
you know, to hear kind of any kind of loss of life like this. I know, you know, you can be like, oh, it's a millionaire, da 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 da. But still, I I think it's definitely a tragic thing. Um, and this isn't me trying to add levity, or maybe it is. I don't know. But it, this this definitely still adds to that stacking of like, I never want to get in a helicopter. Like ever since Kobe Bryant died in that thing, I'm just like, nope, no thank you. Like there's just no reason for it. You're either in military or you're a well-off person. Because like I get maybe I don't know what the purpose of this flight was, but um yeah, I'm I'm just not trying to get in one. Um, if you're gonna ask me, uh, would you rather get into a Boeing plane or a helicopter? I think I'm actually gonna pick the Boeing. Um, yeah, they might have a couple of loose screws, but like hopefully that gets caught, you know, before we get too high up or something, uh, like the Alaska Air situation. But yeah, I don't know. I this this is the air the helicopter thing is not for me. I I've been on a plane one time. Uh, if I have to get on again, I will. But you know, I'm really not in the big. I'm not in a hurry. Okay, you know what I mean. All right. Um, but yes, condolences to the family. Um, you know, still to, it's a cool accomplishment to, you know, get that high up in the, the business banking world. I'd imagine he made a lot of money. He has a really big net worth. Um, but yeah, shame that uh, you can't really spend that when you're dead. That's for sure. And, uh, looks like someone who's trying to stack their bread up a little bit. Uh, let's go ahead and talk, uh, talk about old Jeffy B from NPR. Jeff Bezos sells nearly 12 million Amazon shares worth at least $2 billion. That's with a B. Jeff Bezos filed a statement with federal regulators indicating his sale of nearly 12 million shares of Amazon stock worth more than $2 billion. The Amazon executive chairman notified the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission of the sale of 11,997,640 shares of common stock on February 7th and February 8th. The collective value of the shares of Amazon, which is based in Seattle where he founded the company in a garage about three decades ago, yeah, 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 um, was more than $2.04 billion, according to the listed price totals. Now... It's not 100% sure or set in stone, like, why he's doing it, but it's speculated that he is maybe trying to pump up his net worth right now to catch up or potentially overtake Elon Musk. And I was thinking about this, you know, before I went on, and I was like, oh, that does kind of line up, right? Because maybe he's just been kind of planning this. It's kind of been in the works. But then he, we also, you know, recently covered about how, Elon Musk is going to have to give him back some of his fucking money. And by some, it's, it is a substantial amount. It was part of, um, I think, that package was, was part of the thing that kind of put him up and over and, you know, put him into the number one, you know, kind of with the bullet. Um, I kind of just assumed that um, old Lex Luthor, which is, you know, uh, Jeff Bezos, you know, old Baldy, was just going to be, you know, kind of a quiet loser at that point. Maybe just hang back, be cool, and enjoy his little, you know, new marriage or whatever. He said, nah, fuck that. I'm just waiting in silence, motherfucker. Um, I don't know. Who knows? I mean, I, I know it's lame as hell. I'm not really rooting for either of these motherfuckers, but I definitely dislike Elon Musk more, you know, and, and this rogues gallery of villains. It's like, yeah, would I rather root for Lex Luthor or super rich Bizarro, man? 
uh, I'm gonna go with old Baldy yet again, you know, so, I don't know, but it's whatever, um, we'll see, I guess, if, if that's, you know, the reason, if that winds up coming to light or not, um, will he catch Elon Musk, will he overtake him, I don't know, find out on the next episode of Billionaires, E. anyway, uh, we have one more thing to cover, and then I'll let you go, uh, you know what that means, I'm gonna take my last break, and then we'll get into it. Our last story comes from the New York Times, and the reason I didn't get paywalled is because I got it through Yahoo News. So thank you, Yahoo News. Um, the first sign that Tyler Chase, um, I, did, it, did I read the title of this shit? I don't think I did. My bad. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Ashes were given to his family, but he wasn't dead. Um, so oof, that's, that's an interesting title, no? Uh, the first sign that Tyler Chase uh, got that he might be dead came at a convenience store. He had food stamps, but his benefit card didn't work. The next sign was when he contacted Oregon State officials who told him that a death certificate had been filed in his name. That would be so fucking spooky. The, then, weeks later, came the most disturbing development. An urn of ashes had been sent to his family and it was sitting on his cousin's closet. In his cousin's closet, I'm sorry. In reality, he was very much alive. Chase's life coursed uh, through years of drug use, homelessness, severed family ties, and a bureaucracy that documented his death without his fingerprints or any immediate family present when the body uh, believed to be his was cremated. Obviously, that is the key kind of moment here and, you know, reason why uh, he was literally marked for death, uh, yet he was a, a living man. Um, but hopefully, you know, we can get to it. I don't get into the, too into the weeds and forget. But um, he began using methamphetamines as a teenager. And after the death of his mother in 2020, he plunged into a dark period of serious addiction and crime. Then, in January of 2023, he was arrested on several charges, including bur uh, burglary and drug possession. My life was a mess, Chase, 22, said in a recent phone interview. Eventually, he was released into a transitional housing facility in Portland, Oregon, on the condition that he complete an addiction recovery program by early October, when he learned of the death certificate. Chase had been sober seven months and was looking for work, he said. Which, obviously, like, this is just such a terrible fucking jam up. Like, you're trying to get your life together, and then literally you're like, what are you, what are you saying? I'm dead. Like, can I just get my food, please? Like, what do you, what do you mean? What is this death certificate doing here? Like, like please. Like, like that's the kind of shit, I'm sorry, but that's the kind of shit that would stress me out into, like, relapsing, probably. I don't know. It, it, it just... Life is already so stressful, and I just couldn't imagine having to go through this kind of thing. But um, also, sorry for the dogs in the background. They're, they're living their lives, and I got to respect that. Um, let's see here. But let me go ahead and just read my highlighted portion. 
months earlier, another male resident. So yeah, this is him, you know, living in this facility. Um, um, months earlier, another male resident of the recovery center had been found dead of a fentanyl overdose with Chase's wallet presumably stolen. He recalled the examiner telling him. Chase recalled losing his wallet, and he described the other resident as a few years older, shorter, and skinnier, with ginger hair. Chase said that he had tried to persuade the man to stay in the program, but he left. The mix-up of identity occurred because the dead man was carrying Chase's wallet and temporary driver's license. The medical examiner's office confirmed in a statement to KGW8, uh, the NBC affiliate in Portland in January. So the medical office says um, that Chase's fam- immediate family had declined to view the body before cremation. And then his father, Toby Keith, said he was never asked. Neither was the rest of his family, Rosales said. And Rosales is um, his cousin. So essentially, in this kind of lapse, the body gets cremated. Also, mind you, Rosales, I believe, and I guess like the family, friends, whatever, had to, you know, get the money together, about $1,000 to do the cremation. They have this. And then next thing you know, fast forward a bit, she winds up being on a face uh, time call with her cousin, which is, you know, Tyler Chase. Hey, I'm alive, you know? Um, so, I mean, that's that's great news. Obviously, that is uh, the, the, you know, the good news, I guess you can say, for the day. But obviously, this is this is bittersweet because, like, you know, this in this whole process, someone, you know, did die. And they were essentially just kind of said, oh, well, this is that person. And, I, I mean, you could say, quote, unquote, due diligence was done here by the, you know, authorities and, you know, the people, you know, in charge of the body and things of that nature. Um, I would say it's kind of lacking, you know, that they do kind of defend themselves and saying, hey, like, this is a very rare occurrence. Like, I I think the, I don't know, head examiner or whatever um, was like, yeah, J. Keith Pinkard, a president of the National Association of Medical Examiners, said in an email that misidentification of the dead was quite rare and that he had only come across only one or two cases in his career. I am not aware of any patterns that may exist uh so hopefully he's right in that regard but still anytime this happens this would be something that stops traffic um i didn't want to kind of close on a quote from rosales um she said i had the ashes of someone's child and they didn't even know that their loved one was dead rosales said that's uh what really saddens me about the situation she added they just treat them like they're no one and I just feel like it's just a common thing whenever you kind of talk about like any kind of true crime situation or just you're looking at society at large that like the concept of less dead people is just it's a constant and it's so sad and it's so heartbreaking. And she's right. Like this was a person who literally fell through the cracks, is lost in the void here. And, you know, life continues and moves on for everyone else. But like, you know, sadly, I don't I don't know. They don't have any details about what happened to the other person, um, like in terms of like their family getting notified and and things like that. But, you know, we kind of have to assume that that they they aren't and that this is just the 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 only kind of closure or you know solace is kind of that someone hey that they got you cremated and paid for that um 
But yeah, I don't know. I know I'm kind of ending it in kind of a weird, bittersweet, solemn way. Sorry about that. Um, but that that's the episode. Um, that'll do it for this week. Whew. It's been a crazy week. been a fun week. Had uh, lots of laughs. Um, been really great. Um, hopefully you've enjoyed tuning in. And uh, thank you so much for being a friend. And hopefully I see you soon for some more good news. I love you. Bye-bye. Mwah.